welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready to jump in? Today, we're privileged to talk with my friend and guest, Betsy Jaskilka. In this episode, we'll figure out why smiling is better than chocolate, figure out how to be proactive when it comes to stress, and you'll hear about what makes Betsy's Christmas tree unique. This is episode 60. Here we go. Well, thank you, Betsy, for being with me today. It's great to have you back, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in this week. I thought, Betsy, you could just quickly introduce yourself before we kind of dive into our topic. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Hannah. I'm really excited to be here with you in your little studio. I am a wife. I've been married for 10 years and I'm a mom to two toddlers. And um, in my spare time, I'm a photographer. I do Mm -hmm. wedding photography and um, family photography, newborn photography, pretty much any people photography. Mm -hmm. And then um, I also am really involved in my church and help with women's ministry and I've helped with kids ministry in the past and um and i'm also involved in high school ministry as well yeah that's kind of about me yeah no that's awesome and it's really great to have you back i'm when i was thinking about this whole topic that we're gonna get into i was like i want to have betsy (laughs) because this will be so fun to talk about with her so today we're going to talk about the power of a smile and positive attitude as mamas and as we've said before mom sets the tone in the house And a scowling, grouchy face does not boost the joy factor or increase Mm -hmm. peace in our homes. Not at all. And I am so guilty of that, by the way, (laughs) just so you know. Many times I will be frustrated with the behavior from my kids and then I realize, oh no, like I'm part of this problem. Like I'm not helping right now. Right. So one time, this is just a quick story. One time my daughter was taking pictures for me on our front porch for this podcast. No joke, like for some social media post. I could not make this up. And she took a bunch of pictures, probably a million as kids do, but she happened to capture every look on my face in between takes. And oh my goodness, I've never been so convicted and humbled in my life. So first of all, not every picture was a happy smiley face for me. Um, and, and I was like, there were a couple of times I was pointing and squinting. It was bright out in my defense, <laughs> but I was like, hey, take a few steps back. But like the times I looked frowny, and and intense it was horrifying it was like a huge lesson in humility so as i sadly was tapping delete delete to all these awful in-between shots of my not so smiley face god very gently nudged my heart and reminded me of the power of a smile so i don't know if you did this betsy but like way back in high school we voted for like best smile Uh best eyes and all this stuff so they actually did a study about yearbook photos and how this sample group of young women smiled and they ended up proving that the women who smiled the most lived happier lives and had happier marriages and had fewer setbacks. I mean, that's kind of crazy, but it's just, again, it just illustrates the power of a smile. One more article I was reading from Forbes just stated that surprisingly, we're actually born smiling. Like in 3D ultrasound technology, it can show that developing babies appear to smile even in the womb. So that's kind of incredible too. So the title of this episode was inspired by one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. Oh, and by the way, we really need to say Merry Christmas today because- Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's today. But Elf is one of my favorite 
of all times. And Will Ferrell's character is asked by the toy store manager, why are you smiling? And he famously responds, I like smiling. Smiling is my favorite. (laughs) So what do you think, Betsy? I feel like you're actually quite a smiley, just a joyful person, brings a lot of joy to others and, and to me. But at home, is it easy or difficult to smile and stay upbeat with your kids? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I was just curious because I know it's not always easy, um, even if it seems to be something that comes more naturally to some people for, you know, versus other people. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, thank you, Hannah. That seriously means so much <laughs> to me that you think of me. And I think I didn't even really realize that until you approached me about it. And it's been fun to really think about and um, think about how to encourage people and how it really does impact my life and why mm-hmm. why I am that way. Um, so I take that as a huge compliment. Thank you. As I started to think about the topic, my trail of thought kind of took me back to high school. Mm-hmm. And as a sophomore, I was really analyzing how I wanted to live my life. And I think that's really where my smiling started uh-huh. where that comes from uh-huh so um I'll share a little bit more about that later but to answer your question is it easier difficult to smile and stay upbeat with my kids my answer is yes it is easy at times and yes it is difficult at times <laughs> <laughs> oh man so there's moments when it could be impossible not to smile because they're just drawing the cheerfulness out of me mm-hmm And then there are the moments where um, the cheerfulness just isn't automatic, Mm -hmm. but it's just something that I really want to have as a positive environment for my kids. And so as much as possible, I smile to set an example of a cheerful heart for them because I want them to know how to do this. And I want them to remember a mom who couldn't help but smile when she looked at them, Mm. even if it is forced sometimes. (laughs) So, um... You know, there's days, weeks, and months when I am depleted, I'm exhausted to my limit and my capacity is gone and smiling is not happening. There's times when I'm frustrated, I have crazy eyes and just don't have the smile on my face. So Mm -hmm. there's definitely a realness there as well. And I'd love to take some time to focus on how we can get those grouchy moments as figured out as quickly as possible. Oh, yeah. I know that's so good. I do think it's helpful, like you said, to take a step back. And even right now, as we're talking, just and as you're listening, when you're not in that stressful situation with your kids, and just think through and identify what some of your kind of trigger points are. Like, what are the things that always amp up your grouchiness or irritation, or honestly, your sadness? Because I found too, something can be weighing on my mind. It makes me sad, and then mm-hmm. I'm not smiling, reflecting any joy to my kids, and they didn't do anything. So they they might take it personally and be like, "Mom's sad. Did I do something mm-hmm. wrong?" And I don't want them to think that. So just anticipate as much as you can, and then you'll be more prepared to smile through those stressful times. Is I think what we're saying. So for me, and I want to hear yours too, but mm-hmm. for me, those trigger times are. Like right before I have to start cooking dinner, so maybe five o'clock every day, <laughs> everyone's a little grumpy, our blood sugar is dipping, the girls are usually starting to bicker, our little boy's probably getting restless and anxious to see daddy, and everyone is just a little edgy. Right. I Yeah. I, I, that's common for common time for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to smile the least during that hour. Another stressor for me, and I've talked about this before, is traffic, like randomly. It's just driving to an errand or an activity or even to school for some reason. It's not like 
I have to be in this rush or a hurry, but the stress of getting somewhere on time with all three of my kids is just very real. And props to all the moms out there who have more than three children because, wow, (laughs) it's just amazing. (laughs) Doctor's offices, waiting rooms are another one. It's like when you have all your kids and you're trying to stay calm, it's it's hard for me to smile. So what is one of your spots that kind of gets you? The trigger for me that stands out is getting out the door to be somewhere on time. So it's just like I have a million things that I need to get that I need to get in order to have everything that that just mom personally needs. But Uh then the kids, they have so many things that they're going to need because I have a one and a half and a three and a half year old. And (laughs) so it's like clothes, coats, diapers, food, snacks, shoes. And right now, really, I'm the one that has to do most of that. And so how do you do that while you're supervising the kids and trying to get everything in the car and then trying to buckle the seats. Yep. And then, oh, man, then I oh I need to turn the lights off in the house. Um, I need snacks. And then usually in those moments, the kids don't want to leave the house. So uh-huh. they're saying, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And trying to make it positive. Oh, it's going to be exciting. And have that when I have a million things in my mind. So it's just this huge juggling act. And it's also at this time when I usually bump my head on the car (laughs) while I'm putting my son in Mm -hmm. or trip on something, like hurt myself, and I just get really frustrated in those moments. (laughs) Kind of a, why does this always happen to me moment? So I'm learning to um, prepare more, have a prepared mindset so that in those moments, I don't get to that stressed moment. But sometimes you just can't prepare. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. <laughs> That's so good. I also had another random one I just, I thought of when I was kind of figuring out these notes we were going to talk about was um, the girls take this ballet class. Again, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be fun. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be enjoyable. <laughs> it's supposed to be great. You're <laughs> getting into the arts. But <laughs> it's so silly, but it's just like the drive the timing, the stress of getting there on time, the waiting area, because it's super crowded. And then a lot of the other parents are very frowny because it's the, again, it's the time of day. Like a lot of times their class is like 5.30, which is just, especially if people are coming home from work, rushing to get their kids to ballet. Anyways, that was another one I thought of that was just like, oh, gotta be proactive and be like, I'm walking in here. It's gonna be great. (laughs) Like just like (laughs) pump myself up instead of being like, I'm dreading this, you know, because if you go into it anyways. Yeah, those negative thoughts will take over. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. One more stress I thought we could talk about real quick is news and current events and too much too much mm-hmm. reading of social media comments mm-hmm. or little dramas between people that you put into your mind because you're looking at what they're saying. That tends to bring me down. I don't know about you. Does that ever kind of – do you have to kind of set – limits with that I just I don't know I thought that was another trigger yeah I think it it can be really discouraging just when using my time poorly yeah and then it's not filling me up in positive ways I completely agree yeah also I find that if I haven't prayed and brought all my stress and worry to God it builds up inside of me and then I find myself crying or something just it's too much over the so it's the silliest thing but there's something deeper bothering me that I haven't dealt with yeah I completely agree I really need to be reading my bible and praying about the things that are going on in my day rather than trying to put it all on my shoulders and take care of things on my own because uh, when I do that I just don't have the capacity for all those things and I really need to take those to God 
because he is in complete control and he mm-hmm. can he can handle the load. So another thing that's stressful for me is when I have a plan and I want things to go a certain way and the kids are getting in the way of my plan. Mm-hmm. How dare anybody get in the way of my plan? Because most of the time I don't have a plan. My plan is to just care for everybody else. So if I have a plan, you would think that everyone would just respect that. But... <laughs> But then the focus becomes more about my plan and that I need to get this thing done at this time or have some downtime mm-hmm. myself. My plan could be I need a rest time. I need to read this book. I need to have a quiet lunch, whatever it is. I might plan to have nap at the certain time. And if the things aren't going according to my plan, it that can really trigger me to get frustrated Yeah, I get that way as well. I think that's probably, hopefully if you're listening, you're relating to a lot of what we're saying because these are just common things I think that for moms we have to be aware of because most likely these are things that trigger all of us in some way. So how, here's the question, like how can we be more proactive, just moms who aren't just responding negatively to all these trigger points that come at us all throughout the day? What do you think are some good strategies to be just aware of ourselves and how we're acting and the look on our face and and how to be more positive and full of joy. I think the first thing is to be aware. It's hard to realize that we're in control of our mindset in difficult situations because our emotions can take over and we just want to go with the flow of whatever's happening. We are in control also of our facial expressions and our body language and we're flashing that around to whoever's around us, mm-hmm. our kids, our husbands, people at the store, wherever we're at. So if you haven't, I really want to encourage you to take a moment, do some self-searching, think through your days, and think about the people at the grocery store who seem mean and those who seem approachable Mm -hmm. and really think through what they're putting out there And then look at yourself and your days and think, what am I putting out there? So for me, when I did my self-analyzing, it really was back to my sophomore year. And I really could easily get swept away into worry and stress and fitting in and, and being liked and sad. And I just took some time to really analyze how I wanted to live my life because I saw people around me who were sad, they were negative, they were depressed, and that really impacted me. And Mm -hmm. I desperately didn't want to end up down that route. And this verse stood out to me while I was reading my Bible one day. It's Proverbs 17, 2. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Mm. So I immediately printed it out and posted it on my corkboard in my room. And I just started to discipline my mind to take control over my negative thoughts. It really made sense to me as a 16-year-old that as much as I could choose, I wanted to make the choice to take the steps to have a cheerful heart because that really ultimately it would be good medicine for myself and for those around me and it's important to remember that a smile is a great sign of a cheerful heart but is also a smile that can help create a cheerful heart Mm -hmm. that's so true have you ever been impacted like deeply impacted by someone else's kind smile even a stranger could you tell us what was kind of going on and how they're face or smile encouraged you? Well, the person that really stands out in my mind is my childhood friend, Elizabeth. 
she was a few years older than me and our moms are best friends. And so we were at her house a lot. Mm -hmm. Her smile was contagious and stood out so clear that it made more of an impact than her large electric wheelchair. Mm. Her choice to smile, it was a gift that she gave to the people around her. And while she couldn't move her lower body and had limited ability to move her arms and her head because of muscular dystrophy, she could smile with the best of them and did so as an act of love to me and all of the people that were around her. And looking back, I can see that she really set an example for me of how to choose to smile as a way to love, to choose to smile through difficult situations, Mm -hmm. and to reach out and be a blessing to others despite whatever's going on in our lives because it really works. A smile encourages people. Mm -hmm. That's so true. How do you think we can make sure that we are adding warmth and beauty and hope and love to the world by the look on our faces, especially when we're out and about? I mean, it's of course it's important at home, but let's talk about when we're out at the park or our children's school or maybe the local library or you're talking to a neighbor out by the mailbox. You know what I mean? So how can we do that, do you think? I think we can really start by looking at what is it that's keeping us from giving those things to our community? Mm-hmm. What is the hindrances that are in the way that keep us from sharing the warmth and the beauty and the hope and the love? Mm-hmm. And I think we'll discover a lot when we see the insecurities that we have that really keep us from jumping over that awkward space yes. to care for somebody mm-hmm. who needs that. And I think a huge worry that people have is coming across as fake Mm -hmm. or ingenuine. And I understand that because if I'm making a choice to be happy or I'm making a choice to smile, it can feel like that might not be genuine to some people. But there is so much genuineness in caring for someone and wanting to encourage them. So the good news is, is that there are so many different kinds of smiles mm-hmm. and if I'm thinking of all these so there's a shy smile there's an excited smile there's an annoyed smile <laughs> love getting those from people uh-huh. <laughs> a joyful smile a gentle smile there's an I don't know you but I care smile mm-hmm. there's fake smiles definitely can pick up on those and there's the my favorite laughing until you cry <laughs> smile which happened recently and it was awesome <laughs> but here's the thing is you're not going to appear fake if your heart is in the right place to choose to smile to Mm -hmm. for someone Mm -hmm. so even if it is a forced smile or you're thinking about oh I want to encourage this person so I'm going to smile well that's a genuine smile yeah it's not going to be a fake smile even if someone takes it that way Mm -hmm. so I want to encourage you to start looking around and just get a deep care started in your heart for the people that are around you Mm -hmm. care to encourage them care to add that warmth care to express an appreciation of just being around them how is your body language how is your smile communicating that you're happy to just be present with them even if it is just a library clerk or a grocery checker that you don't even know We can feel appreciation for them, and that probably will come out in a kind smile or nice interaction. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of a guy that I worked with a while back, years ago, 
who was a great guy. He, but he really intimidated me for a full two years <laughs> that we worked together. <laughs> I thought that he was mad and on edge most of the time. Mm. And I really liked who he was as a person and how he did his job and had really great respect for him. And finally, after two years, while we were in a group lunch, we were all having a great time and we started having heart to heart, wanting to help our team grow. And I felt comfortable enough to ask him if he was frustrated often or if he was on edge or if I was just misreading him because I wasn't sure if he was mad and I should just leave him alone and I might make him upset but he responded really well and he had a really soft demeanor Hmm. when I asked him this and he said that he had no idea that he came across that way Hmm. I didn't really think of it much at the time I just was excited to know now that oh I don't have to worry about making him upset that's just who he is and I can continue to care for him and I'm can draw him out Mm -hmm. and understand where he's at better. But the most exciting thing happened. I started to notice that he was smiling more, that his facial expression was lighter, that he wasn't so stern and really started setting more of an approachable tone with Mm -hmm. his body language. And he's someone that really cares for people well and has so much impact. And so it's really neat to see how that is affecting his ability to care for people. I think you bring up a great point is that it's about awareness and just being aware of the look on our faces because we don't always know. Like that man didn't really really realize until it was very lovingly pointed out. And I think that was really brave to be able to have that good heart to heart. I mean, that must have been a little nerve wracking, but you know, and for us as mamas, I mean, for me, it was seeing that picture that my daughter accidentally took of a a facial expression that was not joyful and full of, you know, this great big smile (laughs) that really kind of was a wake up call for me just to be more aware of the look on my face. And so just keeping an image in our minds and like, I I almost wanted to keep one of those terrible photos of myself just so I had a (laughs) reference of like, don't look like that. (laughs) Because, you know, so here's another thing. Isn't it kind of sad when you smile at someone and they don't smile back? I think that's actually something else that discourages us sometimes. And like, I do want to smile or be this way, but sometimes people are mean or they scowl or ignore you or whatever. But, you know, like you said, you don't really know what's going on in someone else's heart. So that shouldn't be a reason to not smile. We don't really know how their day is going, but we do know that we can be mamas who lighten up this dark world with that simple smile. And we're setting that example for our kids. They're watching how we're interacting with everyone around us, even if we don't know them. And what a wonderful thing to raise kids who are pouring that light into the world. That is hurting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. So Let's touch on a few benefits of smiling before we move into some practical tips for today, if that's all right. I found out some other fascinating facts about smiling, so we're both just going to share them with you right now. Smiling actually reduces stress that your body and your mind feel. It's similar to the effect of getting a good sleep. The second fact I found was smiling helps generate more positive emotions in you. That's why they say that we feel happier around children. They just smile more. On average, children smile 400 times a day. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And then a happy adult, it's 40 to 50 times. Isn't that, I mean, that's like 
a huge difference. It's a huge difference. Yeah. The average adult, so like not a super happy adult, it's 20 times. Only 20 times a day. But I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to share some more benefits of smiling that we were looking into? The third one is that smiling leads to a decrease in the stress-induced hormones that negatively affect your physical and mental health. Hmm. And the fourth one, smiling stimulates our brain's reward mechanisms in a way that even chocolate... A well-regarded pleasure inducer can't match. Hmm. In a study conducted in the UK, British researchers found that one smile can provide the same level of brain stimulation as up to 2,000 chocolate bars. Oh, that's awesome. That's okay, a lot so of chocolate bars. You've, I hope we're convinced now we really need to be smiling more. It's incredible. I'm just thinking about that. So here are some tips and a takeaway for you when it comes to incorporating some of these ideas into our lives. So Betsy, I'll let you go first. Yeah. Number one, be aware. Be aware of your facial expressions, your mood, your attitude, and your words. And then anticipate the stress in your day Mm -hmm. that you know is going to happen anyways. Yeah. Often we know what's coming up but we fail to be proactive in handling it and preparing for it well. In the morning, look over your day and anticipate stressful events and times. Yeah. And the next tip is to have a few go-to strategies for those unexpected stressful moments, the things you didn't know were coming. Like when you feel that stress mounting, your face is not smiling, your demeanor is not pleasant, and you're feeling like, oh, you're getting that overwhelmed feeling. Have some strategies. Maybe it's taking a few deep breaths. Maybe it's taking a moment to pray. Whatever is going to recenter you so that you can handle the unexpected stress because it does happen to us. The next tip is to keep your heart light. Don't let tons of time go by where you don't empty out all your worries and thoughts and, and just pour those out and emotions too, like all of that to God, because he, number one, he wants to know and he wants to have us express that to him. And then he wants to be able to lift those heavy burdens for us. So we're not weighed down by them and discouraged and walking around defeated. And then the last tip is to remember the power of a smile. I even say this at the end of every episode and it's on purpose. I say, take a deep breath and smile. You've got this because we just need to remember and be reminded that it's so powerful to smile. There's a great quote from Mother Teresa where she said, I will never understand all the good that a simple smile can accomplish. As we read over those, I noticed it's self-care. Mm-hmm. And as moms, it's so hard to take time to take care of ourselves because we're pouring out, we're pouring out, we're taking care of the family's needs. And those are things we can do to take care of ourselves so then we can do a better job of taking care of our families. Mm-hmm. Yep. So don't feel guilty. Take the time to reflect, to write in your journal and read your Bible pray, rejuvenate, take care of yourself, think about when you smile, when you're not smiling, and become aware. Mm-hmm. And do that. Do that for yourself and take the time to do that and don't feel guilty about doing it. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Okay, well, we always do a little segment called My Favorite Things. And Betsy, last time you were with me, you shared the glorious invention of roll-less toilet paper. Am I, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. How do you say that? (laughs) It's toilet paper that doesn't have the cardboard roll in it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And grocery pickup. So I'm just curious, what are you into right now in this season? Well, I'm still into those two things and they they still (laughs) excite me. (laughs) 
(laughs) They really do. (laughs) But um, a few favorite moments I was thinking about is I was wrapping Christmas presents, getting ready for today. Mm -hmm. And I rolled out the paper. I was getting ready to wrap presents for my sister and my son rolls out probably six yards of the wrapping paper and my first instinct was no 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 no, that's my wrapping paper and then my one and a half year old starts walking on it and he starts slipping and sliding and falling and and it was like a slip and slide so then it was just so much fun we just started playing on the wrapping paper and I just let us destroy it and we played football on it and then it started falling apart (laughs) and so then we took the pieces and we were making forts we were taping them onto the furniture to make forts and so that was just a really fun memory that just happened to happen that I think we probably will have be a tradition Mm -hmm. in the years to come when I was little my mom had an advent calendar that she made herself out of felt and Mm -hmm. we would take a different piece of the nativity scene out and we would put it up on the backdrop of um you know a barn and hills and Mm -hmm. all that well I wanted to recreate that for my kids and so I made one last year for the boys to use but last year they really weren't into it but this year they both are really enjoying taking the wise men out and putting them up each day Mm. and so that's been really special so for a few years now, if you walk into my house at Christmas time, mm-hmm. you walk in and you see a beautiful tree with lights and a gorgeous stump base that my dad made mm-hmm. and a really cute star on the top. But if you get closer, you'll discover something very interesting uh-huh. is that we don't have any ornaments on our tree. Oh. And it's not because we have little kids. It's because... We just love the look of just a plain Christmas tree right now. But every year I go and I try to find ornaments to go on that will be just right. And I even have bought some and I come and I put them on and nothing quite looks right. And we haven't found the right ornaments yet. And mm-hmm. so we're not committing yeah. to the ornaments. <laughs> I think that's so good. No, no ornaments. So we find the right one. Yeah. Well, I think that makes your tree more unique and special. (laughs) And actually now it is convenient because our kids aren't pulling the ornaments off. So it's we can just blame it on that now. Oh, yeah. No, that's awesome. I like that. I like when you can do something. I think there's so much pressure around the holidays to do things a certain way or you see that, oh, I didn't realize everybody seems to be doing this, you know, thing. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do that. So this week we had a listener success story, like a mom win. One of our listeners recently shared with me that she has been catching up on podcast episodes for this podcast, and she felt really encouraged to play music in the mornings because a while back I was talking about playing music more in your home. And so she said she was kind of surprised because it had it did have a powerful impact on the atmosphere in her home, and the kids loved it more than she thought they would, and she loved it more than she thought she would. So she shared that, and I was like, yes, <laughs> that was so good. That made me feel great, and then she felt great, and it's so fun to encourage each other with different ideas that you might not have tried in your own home, and so I thought that was a fun one to And sometimes share. it's just the littlest things yes. that we just get so busy, we don't think to do them, and mm-hmm. to be reminded, oh, turn the music on. That's huge. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we only have one more little segment, and it's just a, a bungle moment, and I called it that because for a while my six-year-old, when she was younger, could only say bungle-bee for the word bumblebee. Um, so it's just moments that we have with our kids where it's like kind of random or silly or funny and just kind of help us not take life quite so seriously. So um, Betsy has one to share with us today. I can't wait to hear yours, Betsy. So what was what was something that's happened to you oh, recently? Well, last month I was really excited to teach my three-year-old about Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so I bought these books all about Thanksgiving and about the pilgrims, mm-hmm. how they wanted religious freedom. And so they got on this boat called the Mayflower and they went across the ocean and everything that followed from that. Well, we read that pretty much every day leading up to Thanksgiving. And so Thanksgiving morning, I told my son, right when he woke up, I looked at him really excitedly and I said, guess what today is? And he said, what? He's so excited. What was mama going to say? And I said, today's Thanksgiving. And I was expecting him to say, hooray. <laughs> and he starts crying (laughs) and he says i don't want to go over the ocean today (laughs) he really did he thought we were gonna get on the mayflower and go across the ocean today and he (laughs) was so bummed he did not want to do it he was crying oh i felt so bad thinking Oh my goodness, this every day when we're right. reading about this, he's thinking on Thanksgiving, trip is coming. we're going to go do that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like, no, we're staying here. Oh, but that will be something I can think about pretty much every day and oh, I'll yeah. put a smile on my face. Oh yeah. No, that's awesome. And that'll be like having 2000 chocolate bars. So <laughs> that's right. think about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You don't have to go across the ocean. And it'll be like having 2,000 chocolate bars. That's right. (laughs) Well, Betsy, thank you again so much for being here with me. It's so fun to have you. It's always great to chat. And I appreciate your perspective on this whole topic today. It was really, really fun to, to have you with me. Thank you. I have so much fun talking with you about these topics. It's really encouraging to me. And I love spending time with you. Thank you. Well, that will wrap up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. Be sure to tune in next week. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, tell a friend or family member so they can check it out too. Good old-fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. And you can also screenshot when you're listening and share it on social media. And that helps get the word out as well. Come visit SundayAfternoonMama.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I will be back with you next week. And in the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.